During this episode of the Geek Soda Grace podcast, Shelly's going to mention her husband's music. We're actually going to be playing one of those songs at the end of the podcast, if you want to listen to that. Um, it's Nolan Music on YouTube to check out more, and we'll have a link in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Your lack of faith is disturbing. Believe it! What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 354 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name's Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo. And Shelly Nolan. Hello. This week, we're kicking out about Microsoft making moves. Hollywood not making moves. And The Force making things move. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Probably our dumbest highlight reel yet. But <laughs> it's fine. It's effective. It'll work. Uh, yes. Uh, I love it. <laughs> uh, before we do that uh we will get into the uh what, what we've been playing um still chugging away at tears of the kingdom but the quest line that i have now um i feel is very not spoilery i'm gonna tell you exactly where i am and that is defeat ganon oh so i assume i'm as close to the yeah. end <laughs> you got this totally i got assume this. Um, but not quite there yet. Um, kind of excited to move on to a different game soon. But LJ, what have you been playing? Oh yeah, um, I've still been playing Final Fantasy sixteen. Uh, I've kind of, I, I kind of got deterred from it this week. Just there was a couple days where I didn't play any video games at all. Mm-hmm. But that game is still going good. I'm gonna try and finish it before I go on my little vacation in in about in less than two weeks. Here, um, we'll see how that goes. Um, the things that I have been playing, I did beat Diablo 4 the other day with a buddy of mine, um, so that was fun. It's It was one of those games where we mindlessly played it and just caught up and just talked while we were playing it. Um, I don't know that I'm going to keep playing it yet. Uh, it's a very mindless action game. They're super fun. Um, there's the season, the season thing is, is about to start pretty soon. Um... And there's still plenty of, like, in-game content I could do. But I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, like, I got other things I can move on to. So yeah, I enjoyed okay. it, though. Diablo 4 is, is, is fun. Uh, the other game I did start playing, um, just because I've been kind of into some of these, like, narrative-heavy games recently, is um, The Quarry. And that was oh, yeah. also made... It was made by... From Supermassive, uh, who made the Dark Pictures games that I've been playing, like, mm-hmm. off and on. And then they made uh, Until Dawn. That game is super fun. Super, I like the story and kind of the angle they they go with it. Um, yeah, not not much. Uh, I've been kind of bouncing around, but uh, Diablo Four is probably the biggest thing, and uh, I'm gonna try to finish Final Fantasy uh, pretty quick here. I've I've still been making progress on that, still enjoying that. So nothing nothing too too major over here. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I've been up to. Cool. What about you, Shelley? Yeah, I've been playing, well, first I've been playing a little bit more um, Patch Quest, which I think I mentioned a long time ago. I've actually had it for a while now. I kind of just want to beat it. I'm, I'm, I want to get more games done this year on my backlog. And I finally, after, you know, being Final Fantasy 16, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm done with Tears of the Kingdom. I'm done with Final Fantasy 16. And I That's want to... Set of momentum. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I need to like get some actual progress on my backlog because I've been good about beating the games I bought or the the new games. Um, 
for the most part. Although I think I actually did buy patch quests this year, so I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's not true. Um, Either way, I mean, you're tackling it and you're trying to finish it. I'm trying, yes. But the problem with patch quests, it is fun. It is a fun game. It's just, it's annoying that it's only really getting more fun now after 10 hours. It's like, I have like 10 hours in it total. And I'm... It's one of those things where it's such a small indie game that like people don't really play. Like I don't really know anybody else who's playing it. So I had to. I finally looked up how you beat the game. Turns out there's a whole true ending and there's a normal ending. And I'm like, screw that. I'm just doing the normal ending. I usually go for true ending, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of tired of this game, Loki. <laughs> I just want to get it done. So I'm like, anything to roll credits, and if I can, you know, if I want to come back and play a dude running, I can do that later if I want to. Uh, want to, but it was like really hard to find that information for one, and two. I don't know how. Um, I looked on how long to how long to beat.com to see how long it takes to beat, and people are saying it, they're beating it in ten hours, and oh. I'm at like over ten hours, and I'm like seriously. Yeah, so you're like, Wait. <laughs> And part of me is wondering um, what I did notice. I think they released a new update just a couple days ago, like as I started playing, mm. that added more features. So part of me is wondering, uh. oh, now I'm partaking in those new features. Basically, there's dungeons now. Um, and I, you know, thought dungeons were part of beating the game. No, they're not part of beating the game. So I've been doing these dungeons for basically <laughs> no reason. Uh, I mean, not no reason. You get like a treasure um, at the end of it that you can use, but... Um, it was kind of frustrating to me. I'm like, okay, cool. So I don't actually know how long it takes to beat this game because basically this website is probably inaccurate because I think it, you know people put in that information before that update came out. Or yeah. or I am worse at this game than I thought, which could <laughs> definitely be the case, and I already feel like I'm bad at this game. I'm not very good at a Bolt Hells, uh, but, and this one is one, right? There's just so many times I'll just get hit by something so tiny. Like, I can't keep track of everything on the screen. Like a stray bullet somewhere. You know, you're shooting at one thing. Projecting. You got yourself. And then there's something out in the corner just hit, that just hits you. And I'm just like, well, sorry. I'm not, <laughs> I, I can't see that tiny little thing that just hit me. And then all of a sudden I'm dead. I'm dead. So um, it is fun. And I am getting better, I think. And it is getting more fun. It's just, again, it's annoying that it took this long because now I'm at the point where I have enough areas explored and they're not Pokemon. I don't remember what they're called, but they're basically the little monsters, little mounts that you get um, that you basically collect them because it's also like a monster collector game. Hmm. So, and I have enough of those that are good um, that I kind of have like a set five that I like to go exploring with. Um, Five or six, I forget how many you can have. I think it's five. And, um, but yeah, it's just kind of frustrating where I'm kind of starting to have fun with the game but i still want to beat it and for the first like several hours of the game i just felt like i was really bad um i don't know it is a hard game i think that's all it is i think it's just a game that's harder than i'd like it to be um and i'm not very good at video games all the time at least games like this i'm not very good at so <laughs> i think i can beat this game in fact i know i can i will um <laughs> it's just a matter of putting more time into it that i don't really want to put more time into <laughs> It sounds like that's such a negative review, um, but if you like Bullet Hells, and if you like Monster Collectors, if you like Roguelikes, this is all three wrapped into one, which is why I got it. And it is a pretty new game. They are regularly putting out updates. Again, they just put out an update super recently that adds more content. So if any of that interests you, I'm pretty sure it's still pretty cheap. I know the sale just ended, but may put on your wish list for the next sale. I do, I do recommend the game uh, if you like any... It's just the only thing is maybe if you like all of those things. 
I like two of those things, and it's enough for me to get me going. But the bullet hell is like the main gameplay aspect of it. So that's what I'm bad at. But if you're good at that and you like the monster collecting aspect, which is fun, it is kind of cool. Um, and then the, you know, the five A's a roguelike. Yeah, it's really neat. I've never played a game like this before. It's very unique. But I want it done because <laughs> I want to get progress in all my backlog. I just look at my list and I get stressed out. So I want it done. The other game I'm playing is Breath of Fire 2. And my nice. husband, he, uh, I might have even mentioned last week, I don't quite remember. He's remaking, he's remastering all of the songs for Breath of Fire 2. He's getting me to play Breath of Fire 2. And so I- I'm working through it. And thankfully we have the fan translation uh, sort of patch mod. So we're, we are playing emulated, but there is also, it, it's also available on Nintendo Switch Online. Mm-hmm. which is great but that is the original english translation which apparently is super bad like it's crazy i literally looked up breath of fire 2 translation and people are saying it's like one of the worst official translations in gaming oh, wow. history which is crazy to me but people are saying it's that bad so i'm using the fan translation and it's great <laughs> it works really well so i definitely recommend doing that if you can if that is an option for you um, I'm liking it so far. It is definitely an older JRPG. That's fair, but I, I have my husband with me who knows every way to go, everything to do. You know, it's one of those games where it doesn't just tell you what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to kind of roam around until you figure out what you, where you're supposed to go. You're kind of just supposed to run into it. So thankfully I can expedite that process. Um, cause, yeah. uh, Daniel will just say, Hey, go that way. Hey, go that way. You're supposed to go here. You're supposed to do that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, it kind of makes me wish there was like, I don't know, lots of old games I'll play now. It's like, oh, I wish there was a remake of this. Not like every game needs a remake, but um, I think it'd be... I don't know, people don't really talk about Breath of Fire. I know it's a whole series, and I mean, I've only ever played and playing Breath of Fire 2, but I know, again, it's a whole series, and it's kind of... I don't know when the last one came out, but I think it'd be cool if Capcom gave Breath of Fire some love. I think it'd be cool if they they either remade maybe the original or, or, you know, re-released the originals. Or um, I don't know, I did something. Final Fantasy Seven way. <laughs> I know it doesn't even have to be like that. You know, it could just be a little bit up res, a little bit uh, quality of yeah. life. That's all. Um, I don't know. I-, I am enjoying it so far. The characters are really great, and the story is pretty good so far, which is why people like the game. The gameplay is a little rough, and that is the sort of weakest part. So I, I'm liking the things that people like. I'm not liking the things people don't like. So I'm having the average <laughs> average experience uh, there. But um, but anyway, that's what I've been playing. Cool. Nice. We'll get into the gaming news then. Yeah. So recently, um, the biggest thing, uh, I don't necessarily have in the notes, but it's like the, uh, everybody's talking about it. Um, I guess... Um, Microsoft won. I don't. I don't know the proper legal terms of it, but um, the whole FTC thing about them trying to prevent Microsoft Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Um, I guess FTC lost that battle, and it sounds like it sounds like Microsoft has the ability now to to actually make the acquisition. Um, therefore, there have been some updates. Um, Especially since, like, right when it happened, since it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest one being that Xbox has, and PlayStation have worked out a deal with uh, for Call of Duty 
to remain on uh, both Xbox and PlayStation for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's um, a long time. That's yeah, the life of a console. It is. It is a long time. Um, so that's interesting. Like, and it's kind of wild, too, because, you know, then there's been executives or heads of, uh, like, you know, at, like Microsoft and stuff being like, oh, yeah, like, if we, you know, there's people that have said, oh, yeah, if we had our choice, there would be no exclusives. There'd mm-hmm. be no, part, you know, and I'm just like, well, this is what y'all are doing here. Like, you know, this is what's happening. To be fair, Xbox does need more exclusives. So it's like, if that's yeah. how you want to go about it, sure, take other people's, I guess. That's kind of terrible, but, you know, instead of making... You know, they, they got their hands in, like, with Game Pass so much. Like, Game Pass has definitely been Xbox's biggest, like... Big, MP. big job. That's yeah, why, definitely. That's why, that's why people have Xboxes, and that's why I have an Xbox. It's my secondary console. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yes, um, secondary, but... Yeah, so I think it's huge. It, that's really huge. There's going to be at some point in time where, yeah, we're only going to have Call of Duty on Xbox. Um, I haven't played Call of Duty myself in a good few months. I was I was into it pretty for a good little while. Modern Warfare Two. Was... I haven't played it in like half a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, it's just Warzone and stuff. But not like a that. full decade. Oh. Not the whole ten years yet. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean that's easily their biggest game. Um they're and so that's interesting. Um speaking of Game Pass, um news is kind of light here this week. Um speaking of Game Pass, today Microsoft announced that Game pa- as far as as up until December or September, sorry. Games with Gold is going to be lasting until about September. Games with Gold was their monthly game service thing they were using, and what they were requiring for like to play online for a while too. Yeah, um, which I don't think they even do anymore. I don't think it's required now. Um, but that was, you know, the games were getting kind of mediocre, and it just seemed like, oh, where's you know, Game Pass is way better. Where's this going? And so they finally uh, revealed that Games with Gold is now going to be Game Pass Core, which Game Pass Core mm. is going to be the lowest tier. And it's actually kind of a tier that reminds me a lot of what PlayStation is doing right now. Um, yeah, yeah, they have their like kind of backlog. Yeah, so um, it's kind of almost the reverse because PlayStation just got rid of that little collection that they had available when PS Five came out, and so oh, Xbox okay. Xbox yeah. is doing something similar. So Xbox has I think twenty five games, which is actually not a lot if you consider like what's on Game Pass now. So I think it's a few um, a few third-party titles, a few Microsoft and Bethesda titles and stuff like that. Um, there's like a whole list on this article, um, this Twitter link that I that I have in the show notes. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's an, it's basically a small assortment. And then the next level up is so this is going to be nine ninety nine a month, which I think is basically what the base game pass is now, probably. Um, so those who are looking for, um, I, I don't know, maybe if you already have Game Pass, I don't know, but um, the baseline is going to be that core thing. Then you're going to have game regular Game Pass. Then you're going to have Game Pass Ultimate. And I believe prices are rising a little bit um, with this new system, with this with this new format. Uh, I don't know the the exact prices of what the other stuff is raising to. Um, but yeah, and so like PlayStations is, you know, you get PlayStation Plus, which is the, fr- they're still doing the free game, monthly game thing. 
Second yeah. tier is you get access to this almost Game Pass-like library. And then the third tier is you get access to like a lot of these older PS3, PSP titles, which a lot of them are like the PS3 games are all streams. Like you have to stream them now, which is kind of kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, Xbox is probably still the better deal for a lot of people, but they are finally changing things up, which people were wondering how long Games with Gold was going to last. And uh, this is it. So yeah, like I said before, when I suggested the highlight title, Microsoft is making moves. So we'll have to see what happens with Activision titles and stuff like that that end up on Game Pass and stuff too. So it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will get into the movies then. LJ, I think you're the only one that has watched a movie this week. Tell us about it. Go ahead. Interesting. Um, I watched an old movie. An older movie. Yeah. Um, I watched Pacific Rim again. I think that that's an old movie now. It's 10 years old, specifically. <laughs> wow. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I saw that this week on some news article, and I'm like, wow, that movie's 10 years old. Like, let me go watch it. Was the it article again. talking about how, um, like, it was ignored? Hollywood has ignored that formula? Yeah, because I think Polygon had an article about it, and I, know I saw a few others that were like, hey, remember this movie? It's 10 years old now. And I'm like, oh. Huh. Um, and I do like, it just, it does feel like it, it, it feels weird to say that, like, I don't know if it's just the quality of the version I was watching. It wasn't some like super 4k version, but I do feel like they definitely used like the water and like a lot of the settings where they fought in all the time was almost (laughs) like a way of like, Oh, let's, let's do it this way. So that way we don't necessarily have to show the whole robot all the time, you know, like, or like, yeah. Um, which, I mean, it's a good method. I think it's a solid, it's a solid method. Um, every, and I believe, uh, everybody, like when everybody saw this, we're like, oh, well, let's get a Gundam movie now. And I, I really think it is an amazing, like groundwork type of movie. Like if you're going to do a giant mech movie, this is definitely the movie you look at. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. nobody talks about Pacific Rim Uprising because that movie was just not very good. It was very meh. Um, but the anime was good. I haven't seen the anime. Uh, the anime is pretty solid. Um, but yeah, like I do think that, like even seeing the headline of this article, I'm like, I do feel like Pacific Rim does deserve better. Um, mm. It is the closest, like, it, and it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. Mm-hmm. It is the closest to like an American, like. And, like, this feels like it was adapted from an anime. That never happened, basically, right? So it's just <laughs> yeah. like, so I'm just like, this is, like, I'm like, this is it. This is how you do it, you know? And it's like, literally giant mechs versus kaiju. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is, like, the most, it's, it's so good. It's the most American adaptation. Like, yeah, it's just. My only problem with the movie at all was a piece of dialogue. And that was, for those who don't know, the robots take two people to, to make them, like, move. Yes. And uh, Charlie Hunnam's character goes, let's do this together <laughs> yeah. like they didn't that have a anime. choice that is anime. they didn't yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you literally have to do it together <laughs> yes they literally have to um <laughs> no it's uh it's good though um I, it's for what it is like it, it's it's a fascinating piece of uh like film i think it's it's just one of those things that's like somehow this ended up being decent and it's like i feel like in somebody else's hands it could have been really bad 
Um, I mean, yeah. it seems like Guillermo del Toro probably has some kind of love for, you know, he does have a love for creatures, and so the mm-hmm. kaiju were designed very well. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, I know I know he has, it seems like, you know, Guillermo del Toro is almost like Hideo Kojima in a way, where that dude has a lot of love for different things, it seems like, um, and like for yeah. games, comics, and, and whatever. Um, but no, it was, it was fascinating to watch again. Uh, and I do think, yeah, Hollywood missed out on like sure they made another movie out of it but it was like i don't think Guillermo del Toro or anybody was attached to it mm-hmm. um it's good oh i i enjoyed it um, it has been long enough now you could get that gundam movie oh isn't and legendary is actually supposedly supposedly they are they are working on one. Oh yeah yeah that's so right. maybe the, some people were like oh you know pacific rim it's mm-hmm. like a gundam movie now you know my so, thing like Gundam will be cool, mm-hmm. um, and I know that name is like a big reason. There's just so many other like mech suit animes, mm-hmm. yeah, that I'd love to see like brought to live action. Besides Gundam, um, mm-hmm. but I know they wouldn't do as well because the names wouldn't be there. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the one that I'm, I'm thinking of. Let me see if I got the right one. I'm thinking of Al Noah Zero. I think. Is that the one that I want? I yeah, think so. Oh no, zero it was really good. So it's not up. It. It's not up yet. But I actually did. I recorded another daily nerd diva for Nerd of Godcast last night, and I use and I did it on Pacific Rim. Um, oh, cool. About in like Philippines, uh, like you know, put you know, putting the past you know behind you kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and talking mm-hmm. about and like how Pacific Rim has that whole theme of like, you know, like having to you know having access to your brain and like having to relive some of those memories and stuff like that and and stuff like that so i they haven't posted it yet but i'll definitely like let people know when it's out but i was like you know what because they hit me up to do another one and i was like i just watched this movie so let me do a little devotional on it so yeah that's awesome yeah um, well that is all the movies that we've watched mm-hmm. let us move on to the news and how we will never watch movies ever again <laughs> yeah let's let's talk about that first actually let's just get out of the way i think everybody's <laughs> yeah heard, it's uh, the elephant in the room i think everybody's heard about the writer strike you know writer strike we mm-hmm. talked about a lot it's been going on for since i think may it's been going on for a while but we now have an actor's strike that's sort of kind of joining in on the party a little bit um to mm-hmm. sort of <laughs> cast of oppenheimer um walked out of their screening i did not hear that that is yep, yep, yep. They straight up crazy. Out. I, didn't even, I didn't even know that was supposed wow. to be happening. I think they kept oh. it pretty quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, actors are mad, you know, and it's it's not just like any old actors. It's it's big name actors. It's like mm-hmm. main actors. I think I read through um, this article from LA Times, and I think it's because it's all union related, right? I think mm-hmm. the only actors this isn't affecting are like it mentioned um actors for commercials actors for soap operas um and then of course actors for like super indie small yeah, projects because it's a projects. specific sag after is like mm-hmm. a major like screen actors guild yeah exactly so but this is like major right i mean the writer mm-hmm. strike was already impacting everything and the yep. actor strike is just going to be impacting even more things right and it was definitely in solidarity too like and yeah they got their own stuff they're dealing with too so they're like you know what let's let's go as well yeah and there's definitely a couple yeah, of reasons be some huge changes within the industry definitely um, um the article mentioned that last time something like this happened um was 63 years ago 
and yep, where they both, <laughs> oh, yeah, where they both uh, stri- went on strike. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood has changed a lot since then. Things have changed, yeah, like crazy since then. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of insane to think about. But yeah, it, and you know, obviously, there's legitimate reasons they're striking, and as the writer strikes too, is just you know want to get paid more, needing to get paid more. Streaming services mm-hmm. just don't make a lot of money, and so when um, these actors are you know relying on streaming services to do well to to live you know or to make money at least Mm -hmm. um totally totally makes sense that they're just not getting enough that they're not happy with how they're treated things like that things are also Mm -hmm. um it's it's like streaming services i mean obviously tv has been a thing for a long time shows been a thing for a long time but i think there's even more pressure now with some of these streaming services like i can think of like disney plus like just to get things out the door really really quickly um and to have like these super high budget things so I don't know. Um, there's that. There's also definitely the threat of AI. I mean, AI has been yeah. affecting everything. The stuff yeah. I heard about um, that is crazy. Because like, yeah. the, the thing about that was, especially extras, they're like, oh, we can pay extras one day, get their likenesses, yeah, and just use them. Insane. whatever. Yeah, I'm just like, that's it's scummy. So I just let AI do the rest that, for the rest of their life. That is uh, scummy. They don't get any royalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, is just... It's it's unethical, right? It's not even yeah, like I don't even think it's a talk. If it's a it's a point it's, discussion, I think it's pretty. It's truly, yeah. And it's definitely messed up. Yeah, and I don't it's scary. know if it's necessarily that this is what Hollywood is wanting to do. It's just yeah, it's just, it's an option. It'll take its place exactly if there's not a process put in place. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, if there's not guidelines given. Um, yeah. So I don't feel like they're not really asking for that much on the AI side of things. They're just right. looking for some like just protection and just some guidelines. So yeah, that there is an ethics code to it and yeah. that someone can't you know mm-hmm. go and just use your likeness like that and then mm-hmm. and i know like i don't follow one i haven't really been on twitter much but the small just couple times i've gone on twitter see i follow a lot of like voice actors for um a lot of like anime or video games and a lot of them have been posting like hey by the way no ai is allowed to use my voice it is not yeah. genuine and if you want me to sing this song don't go to ai talk to me and i'll just do it (laughs) usually that's it it's not even like an unwillingness to like actually do the thing it's gonna be better um but it's totally i mean that's so scary right now like i no, because there are ai voice work there's ai videos of people's voices doing songs on tiktok right now too it's huge there's literally a one of Mr. Krabs singing like God's Eminem's Godzilla, and it's just like, there's a lot of SpongeBob AIs, and I will yes. admit I've watched a couple, but I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, they didn't get permission from the voice actor for this. Nope. Like there, and, and and on one hand, I'm like, okay, at least it's for like a character. Maybe that's slightly better. No, I don't think it really is. But <laughs> part of me is like, oh, maybe it's. But it's like it's it's a fun thing, but it's also like. You're still stealing someone's voice without their permission. Yes. You're using someone's voice without your permission, mm. and then yes. you know we always we already had deep fakes, which is using people's faces and start being robbery. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's um, and especially when you have stuff like um, things evolving. I don't know. AI is scary on a lot of levels. I think of like it's like like Vocaloids. At what point does you know those get better and better? So they start sounding more and mm-hmm. more real. At what point is the voice like? close enough or different enough to not be yeah someone else's likeness yeah well, all that is, is just a... like an octave change and mm-hmm. AI... gonna get really complicated soon yep. AI is just so bad for creatives like writers yes. 
actors. I mean, we already talked about art, right? Just like yeah. visual design, um, mm-hmm. design in general. Like people are, are scummy and they're just going to want to like put a bunch of things into some sort of AI generator and create something rather than actually pay a person to create something that's actually going to be good. And that's like super scary. I mean, artists in general, artists including, you know, and creatives in general, including writers and actors, um, unless you're like big name, right? You're not making a lot of money. Yeah, that's not really an industry where you can make it, unless you are famous, like literally famous, um, you're not making a lot of money in that industry. And so the fact that AI is coming in and making this even more scary and making their jobs less protected, um, that just makes things really creepy. I don't, it's, it's, it's scary. I don't know. I can't think of a different word. It's just scary to me because if, if, yeah. if there is a future in which AI becomes really, really big and artists are completely shoved out, if there's just no more artists, yeah. like, okay, you might as well say goodbye to humanity at that, at that point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I do think it, it is important, for, at least from what I've been seeing, is that there have been people that have been saying, like, just because this is happening doesn't mean you can't go see a movie or, or like, yeah. there's people that are like, no, we want you to support these movies because we worked mm-hmm. on them and we, we want them to, to be seen. At least they want to get paid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you know they just they're like refusing to promote any of it. Like yeah, I still like I, it would still be cool to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. Like they both definitely coming out this week. But then there's like the Haunted Mansion movie, which I kind of am low key interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like Blue Beetle. Like I want that movie to succeed. That's yeah. coming out very soon. Like I'm gonna mm-hmm. go see Blue Beetle for sure. Uh, yeah. But it's awkward. Yeah, they're striking. They're not asking us to strike yes, their movies. Yes, like, yes, yes. They, they'll take care of it. And you know what? Um, this is obviously all awful and bad. And I'm really hoping mm-hmm. things turn out well for both Oof. writers and actors out of these strikes. Mm-hmm. But I, the yeah. small silver lining is that even if we're not going to get a bunch of new content, you know, I, I want things. I want Beyond the Spider-Verse. I want mm-hmm. the next season Stranger Things. Obviously, I'm like wanting Ooh, those that, content that one is specifically but, getting delayed until like, uh-huh. a very long time. Say, that one's rough at the end of the day i feel like the geeks of the race podcast is pro um you know humans over content oh, yeah. <laughs> like no whatever's... way it's I'll almost like a yeah, yeah. or something yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean uh, I, I will literally go back and talk about more old movies and shows like if you know like, yeah. as much as we that's love, what i mean it's like you know geeking out about stuff yeah the people come first yeah it's like i have so much stuff in my backlog both in like, in everything, right? In everything we talk about, right? Games and that, movies and that, shows. Like Now is a good time to start watching One Piece. Now is a good time to start watching One Piece. <laughs> hey, if y'all are worried about not having enough content in the next couple of years, <laughs> literally just watch One Piece and or Critical Role. You will be set you for oh, yeah. that entire time. <laughs> like, I am not kidding. It takes so long to get through both of those. <laughs> like, that's what I mean, right? It's like, we are not sore for content the the one single concern i have the one single concern i have is that if streaming services start to um do poorly out of this those companies can revoke any of that content they can just immediately like you don't own any of that content you don't own any of those shows any of those movies on there so maybe it's time to buy physical i just bought on prime day uh the complete box set of the office Nice. Um, so now I'm like, cool, I own it, because I'm not about to freaking go to Peacock, dude. I watched Pacific Rim on a DVD that I bought almost 10 years ago. There you go. Years ago. Like, it's like, we're back. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the that's one 
kind of concerned. Mm-hmm. Besides, you know, actors and writers not getting what they need. I obviously yeah. care more about that. But I think I'm yeah. also slightly worried. As a consumer, I'm worried about um, stuff like Netflix and, and, and uh, other streaming services just, like, shutting down. And then all of a sudden, those things are completely inaccessible because um, they're not being stored anywhere. And, yeah. and I don't know. Archival-wise makes me a little bit nervous i want i want stuff archived mm-hmm. i want stuff it to look, like it, stay it available makes me happy with my like, yeah. massive like movie collection that i have over here yeah there we go yeah I'm so you know glad i have this <laughs> there you go exactly like it's it's streaming services are so convenient but it's like i mean that's honestly low-key a reason i don't go wanting game pass um is is just like that it's like if, we're ju- if there's just games that are just available all of a sudden they could just they could just be taken away at any second that's yep, what makes me nervous yep. I, I like game I mean, ownership even um, buying digital there are plenty of games they've taken it's off a little bit scary yeah like, you kind of just yeah. like oh it could just go away at any time like you just don't it's out of your control it's scary so i mean like i don't know if we talked about this but even video game preservation there was a stat absolutely that uh, apparently only 87 percent uh like apparently only like 13 percent or something of video games are actually like preserved and accessible today and that's scary well yep yeah, it's, it's scary of... and i'm like hey i want i want art and i want creations to be available to people and i think for the most part those people who are creating also want those things to be available <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah unless they specifically took it down like the creator of angry bird right Unless they specifically took it down <laughs> yeah. and make it accessible. I randomly saw an article about that the other day, too. That's so weird. <laughs> we should we should make it accessible, and we should be able to, like, support the original creators if possible, uh-huh. you know? I don't know. I could go on and on yeah. about this, but we, we got other movie news to talk about. No, that's good. Um, if this movie ever comes out, you know, depending on strikes, a Superman Legacy, <laughs> uh, so far, has a cast. So, <laughs> uh, we got... Yeah. Um, as Superman, we got uh, David Cornswet. He looks just like Henry Cavill. Like, he just looks like discount Henry Cavill. It's a little it's bit like upsetting Superman. to me. <laughs> like, when I saw his picture, I thought, that's just Henry Cavill. And then I D-H. thought, oh, no, they really just found <laughs> Henry Cavill at home. <laughs> we have Henry Cavill at home. <laughs> Henry Cavill at home. Um that's awesome. There's also Rachel uh, Brosnahan as Louis Lane. Louis Lane, sorry. Um, Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern, which is pretty nuts. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm excited about that one. Um, like, yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah, we got Isabella Mercedes Hawk Girl. Um, and if you don't recognize that name, she was Dora in Dora and the Lost uh, City of Gold. So she was the yeah. live action Dora. We She's have. been in some other stuff since then, I think, but yeah. That's just where I recognize her from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, oh, I think she, she was also in Transformers movie. Cool. Um, oh, okay. Eddie Gathegi as Michael Holt, aka Mr. Terrific. Uh, and then we also have, he was in, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Twilight. He's the guy from Twilight. I don't remember his name. Yeah, Anthony one vampire. Kerrigan. He's, he's, he's It might just be guy. the picture that they're showing on the article itself, but he looks a little bit like War Machine. With like a. Kind of, yeah. Like a. Oh, he was Darwin X Men First Class. Oh my gosh! I always got mad that that character just kind of like got killed off. It made no sense to me. Whatever. <laughs> um, then we have oh, yeah, he was in First Class. Yeah, I mentioned um, Anthony Kerrigan as Metamorpha. So, which seems like excellent casting. Yes. Yes, I think all this cast is pretty cool. Um, this the Superman Legacy stuff and other things have gotten me have actually got it getting getting me real hyped for this movie. Like, there's. 
Oh, like I'm just and so, it's James Gunn, so like it's gonna I'm, be. I'm so excited we're done with like the Snyder era Superman, like because <laughs> it wasn't like Henry Cavill as Superman I had a problem with. It was this like oh we need to show like this flawed almost godlike version of like Superman. exactly. Like, no, that's like, not the point of Superman. He's a boy it's not scout. even what Henry Cavill wanted to do. Yeah, I know. It's like let's go back to just like himbo Superman, which I'll, I'll be talking. I think all of us or a couple of us have saw the uh, Superman show, so I'll talk about that when we go on the TV. But definitely, oh, right? You watched it? Oh. Yeah, my adventure for Superman. I'll talk about it in a second. It's but, so uh, good. It's back to... It. That's what I mean. We need to support himbo heartthrob Superman. Just I let's get back to the it. basics, okay? I love adventure. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's... Yeah. We'll talk about it in a second. Um, yeah. The last thing I want to mention <laughs> after Superman Legacy um, is we have a trailer for... Teaser, really, more so, for Godzilla Minus One, which is mm-hmm. a new Godzilla movie coming straight out of Japan. And it looks... Pretty intense. Um, the whole idea of it. Yeah. Um, if you watch the trailer, it's like it's it's Japan post war. Already, the the whole idea is that they've lost they lost everything right down to yeah. zero. But then Godzilla shows up, and so it's <laughs> minus one. Right? It's so, like even worse than nothing. In and um, so that's pretty creative. intense. Looks really cool though. I won't lie. Like it looks like a looks like a proper kaiju movie. It looks like a oh, this is this terrifying yeah. monster that is killing everyone. Um, the Earth is already flattened. I'm gonna flatten it more. Yeah, it's just like oh man, how can you? Yeah, it looks cool. It looks really cool. I hope it comes out over here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another thing I want to mention with the all the strike stuff is I'd be really really curious to see if there's gonna be more movies, more shows, um, coming out here that are just like international. Like, if, because, you know, we're not seeing strikes internationally as far as I'm aware. I'm pretty sure it's just in Hollywood, just, you know, American Union. So I'd be curious about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Anime's still going to keep chugging out. We're still going to get Spy X Family eventually. Is the only thing is, are we going to get the English voice actors? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but eventually it'll come over. Watch watch anime. Just, just watch anime. anime. Yeah, watch just anime. watch it. Watch, watch anime. Anime will yeah. never leave you. Um, <laughs> but that's our movie news. So we can talk about TV. Cool. Um, I have finished season three of My Hero Academia, and uh, nice. caught up on Secret Invasion. Uh, yes, I'm caught up as well. Was very intense, very good. Um, yeah, I don't know what more we can say. It was probably the best. Of, it was the most highly budgeted episode of yes. the season thus far, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I like lots it. going on. Big reveal that we all kind of knew was coming. Was it episode I four? Like what episode was it? Episode four. Yes. I saw this meme. I will sign you in a meme. I just saw this. Uh, someone made a point somewhere that it's always episode four where things start to go down in a Marvel show. Yeah. It's oh, always yeah. episode four. Where <laughs> yeah. Things are just like turned on its head a little bit. So yep. it's kind of funny. Yep. Which it's makes true. sense because it's That's like halfway through the show. Happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. I just, I definitely just saw that coming by a lot. Um, so I wasn't super, super surprised, but uh, the action was good. And it's it's a fun story so far. I feel like they could have leaned more into Mission Impossible, like, Two-Face type stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. They haven't really done too much of that. Mm-hmm. Like, this big reveal aside. Um, I would have liked for it to be almost obnoxiously, like, who's who. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, so far, show's good. What about you, LJ? I know you watched the major two. 
I did. I, I like it. I, I don't know. I need to actually see what the whole reception is on this show because I haven't really like. I don't know that I've seen many people talk about it. You know, like I really I can't imagine it's good because it's definitely slow. I enjoy it. Like, I don't really have anything negative to say about it. Um, I, I've liked it. Um, it very much just exists for me. Like, I watch it. And I'm like, cool. Like, I'm just like, yes. keeping up my Marvel stuff. Right. Like, I, I like I, I would say so far it seems like, yes, it's just going to exist. And I don't think a lot of people are going to care. But I, I like it for what it is. I think I'm like, oh, this is actually unique and creative compared to, like, mm-hmm. other things that they've made. Um, so, yeah. Like, I gave it props for creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yep. What have you been watching? The oh my gosh, I'm I'm mostly excited that like I feel like I was gonna be alone in this like in watching like I was like I'm gonna be the only one. That, no, like, I got I'm you. Have, I got I'm gonna you. have nobody to talk to about. I Superman. got you, like, Superman. Just, uh, so, oh, yeah, this will be a you and Shelly. So yeah. yes, so I'm I'm I was curious about this show because it's in it's on Adult Swim I think on like Saturdays or something or I forget what day and then it comes to Max yeah. the next day. So, they started with two episodes and then premiered the third one, I think, like, this past weekend. Um, it's good. And it just... I went on... I think I went on Twitter or something after right after I watched this show. And I'm like, this and Lois and Superman, or Superman and Lois, are, like, the freshest takes we've had on Superman in a long time. Um, because, like, just we've only known Snyders for a while. Or at least, like, mm-hmm. for the general audience, right? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's some amazing Superman comics out there, which I heard of one recently that I'm going to check out now. Um, it's so good. It's very, like, anime-influenced. Um, it's so funny because Superman has this, like, magical girl-style, like, transformation. Mm-hmm. It's so great. I love I, it. I, I literally said that out loud. I was like, that was a magical tra- girl transformation. Yes. And Daniel was like, yes. you mean, like, from Sailor Moon? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, it's really fun. It's... Uh, yeah, I like it. It's basically puts everybody at a young at a younger age. Um, it does. It's very. It is anime influenced. Totally. Like you can see that in its art style and. It's basically an anime. Look, there was a. Yes. There's one the magical girl thing. The intro, is an anime yep. intro. Yep, it, it is. just is. Okay. Like it follows all the rules. Um, so I would argue. I, I mean, obviously, I feel it's like this show but. could make people like Superman because I know there's a lot of people that are just like, "Oh, I don't care for Superman." You I know, mean, like, I didn't care for Superman. I I watched it because I kept seeing. I like. I kept seeing cool. clips of it on YouTube. I don't know why. I just kept getting recommended clips, and I kept watching these clips, and I'm just like, "This looks kind of good" because it's um, it's like the same animation, but very very similar to like Voltron, for example. Yes. Which I love that. I don't know. I just. Something yes. about the animation it makes me want to watch the show. You know what I mean? Like, something about good animation. I'm just like, I just want to watch the show after that. Um, and I love how blatantly into each other Lois Lane and um, Clark Kentar. I think it's, it's like, like, it's from, like a, it's from the get. It's from the get. Like, literally from, from like, first seeing each other. I think that's, a, I actually love that because I'm so yes. tired of the will they, won't they thing. And like, there's a yep. little bit of that so far, but it's really like, you. It's they're like so into room. each other. Yes, and it's like there's no room for doubt because it's, obviously it's they're obvious. They're, they're they're canonical couple, right? Like that's not a thing yep. that they're trying to like it's change. Like, you already know this is gonna happen, so let's just like exactly. And I think they yeah. play off of that really well and have like these really yes. cute, awesome interactions with each other. And I really mm-hmm. like that. I mean, on one hand, it feels like maybe a little rushed, but again, like I don't really care that much because I just think it's fun. Um, I think it's cool yeah. and kind of fresh. Um, 
don't know, you don't really get characters that are just immediately into each other anymore. They always have to build it up and take time, mm-hmm. which, you know what? I love that too. I guess I just like seeing the diversity in, in relationship building. Yes, it's also, yeah, because they're like, hey, we're not going to, like, mess with y'all. Like, we're just going to, y'all know this is... We know where this is going. Gonna ha- like, yeah, they, it's like we, they don't need to... Yeah. It is a little bit of a Superman um, origin story, but it's it's done in such a way where they know the audience already knows who Superman is yes. and knows who Lois Lane is. So that's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, and I like the I like the maturity level because it's definitely like any age, right? Like kids could watch it, adults could like watch they it. Are, I, yeah, they are younger themselves, but it's like mm-hmm. it's so far it's a wholesome show. Like just because it's on Adult Swim, like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything that's like. Worth noting. It's like Invincible, it's except not for mature audiences. Yes. It's like what yes. Invincible was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, the whole thing about yes. Invincible is that is what it is. But if Invincible was the classic kind that of like... first episode. It was, it's like the first episode of Invincible. That's a good point. It really is. But there's mm-hmm. no, like, blood and gore or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman, a real person. And yep. that's what I care about. That's why I think is interesting. And Makes because a, a real relatable person, he's a real relatable person, than... and he does just ha- he sticks to his moral guns really hard as he's supposed yeah, to. Yeah. Again, like me and Daniel were talking about this when we were watching too. How we're like at this point, the the changing of the trope of trying to make Superman but edgy is kind of already tired out, which is a, you know mm-hmm. kind of funny and ironic. They, you know, the original trope was so established and then now we got all this content of like oh but what if bad right you know the boys Mm -hmm. and 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 things like that um and i guess invincible too but i still like that show a lot um not necessarily a bad trope it's just like a tired one so it's actually really refreshing to just go back to like it's got so much energy it's so vibrant it's so positive compared it is yeah compared to that edgy greediness that like they've been trying to feed us like exactly Years. No, exactly. Um, and obviously, yeah. I'm still gonna like watch Invincible, like 100. I'm oh, going yeah. to, but I like the balance here, and I like that. It, yeah, I just like that. This is just this is Superman. Like he's a he's a super strong guy. He's gonna mm-hmm. save anybody he can. He'll, like the very first, like one of the very first scenes, very first scenes. He's like off to go to like his job or off to, and he's like, I'm just normal guy. I'm a normal guy doing normal guy things. He sees a cat <laughs> stuck in a tree. He's like. Okay, he goes saves the cat. He's like, it's, okay. Besides from that, it's not it's not just normal a normal guy. It's <laughs> yeah. more like it's just natural to him. It's just like, yeah, that's his his natural inclination is just yeah. to help people, and he could just use his powers yeah. for that. So if he's gonna see a cat stuck in a tree. He's like, okay, guess I go, gotta go save the cat. He saves the cat, and then he goes off yeah. and does his job. And I just I'm like, this is this is what I want to see. I just want to see the like goody two shoes Superman. Um, again, I'm tired of like seeing the like they the injustice it, version in a good know? way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's fun. I'm excited to see more. There's only three episodes so far. Obviously, there's lots of room for it to turn bad, but I don't I, think it will. I, I was I fell in love with it the first episode. I was like, this is so good. It's just so fun. It is just like anime. Like it just feels yeah. like anime. Like the the things that they do, some of the tropes, some of the animation style uh, choices, and again the intro song. I'm just like, mm-hmm. this is just anime. But anyway, it's a good cool. show. Well, we will get into the TV news. I oh, got two trailers. One of them's kind of like a, we saw it coming. It's part two of Witcher's season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was given a lot of, a lot of scenes, a lot of what's going on. Um, my wife, who's read the books, uh, I think it knows exactly what's happening. Mm. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's such an end of an era. Talk about Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Your transition. Him being done, I don't know how excited I am past this season. For me, it feels very much like a series finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. I then we got an Ahsoka trailer, the orange lightsabers that I don't understand. Uh, and the trailer looks good. Uh, I don't know anything about Rebels. I'll probably need to watch some kind of catch-up thing because I know that they're saying this is kind of like a capping of that it, show. It, it totally is. Like, yeah. As much as I've seen of Rebels, like I stopped watching this trailer because I was worried about any spoilers because mm-hmm. I'm in the last season yeah. of Rebels. And I'm like, I'm right there. So, um, I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, and I wasn't really before. I wasn't this close to finishing Rebels, but now I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm on board. It might be the that might make um, that show the latest in the timeline as far as shows. Yeah, I could. And, and besides, yes. there's like a yeah. couple that I think I think there might be one or two that are like kid shows, especially that are in the um, post. Like post sequel era, I don't quite remember. Mm. But as far as like the in between era, um, well, I guess Andor. Andor would be before this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But just the fact that's post Rebels. Andor would have been Rogue One, so you have four, five, and six, and this would be after. Right. I guess it's all in the this same is... era, right? This is like Mandalorian era. Mandalorian era, which would be after four, five, and six. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, my bad, my bad. I got, I got mixed up. But yeah, it's because it, I'm pretty sure, like for the longest time, Rebels was like the last in the chronological order. It, it is so now funny so to cool me that, like, that. oh, like where were all these characters in four, five, and six? Oh, because mm-hmm. they weren't written yet. You know, kind of yeah. a thing. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, be interesting. I'm excited. Um, the orange lightsabers, yeah. I think they are emphasizing because I think this is the first time they're really gonna like showcase them. Because I tried looking... Yeah, I was trying to read about it, and I wasn't getting many answers. Um, yeah. I saw that maybe they were in Legends. Yes. That, like, anime thing that's not canon, so... How well, many, Legends, uh... is, Legends is what they label as, um, like, pre-Disney era, before Disney yes. wiped everything off the face of... Um, it was, like, the comics and stuff. Yep. That's also what that show's called, though, right? Star Wars Vis- Visions is the name Visions. of the anime. Yep. Got it. Yep. I'm getting it mixed up. Yep. I'm not a real Star Wars fan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, like... The yeah. Mandalorian. <laughs> and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. And that's Wan's it. really good. Yeah. And Endor. And Rogue One. I'm liking the shows, I guess. Boba Fett's the only thing I really don't like. The movies, though, um, I really don't you like. You like Rogue One. Except for Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. Ironic. Like but uh, My favorite thing yeah. is when Star Wars isn't Star Wars. I'm a real fan <laughs> because I enjoy watching episode one. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> real fans would tell me, like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Star Wars isn't Star Wars, then it's a lot of fun. Uh, when it's soap opera-esque political drama, I get bored. <laughs> uh, made someone mad. Well, in the pocket now. <laughs> uh, actually, are we geeking out about anything else this week? Shelly, I thought you had something. Oh, yeah. Um, not that important, but I, um, every once in a while, I'm still kind of reading comics and things, so I... I've been reading nice. through one. Um, I read through as far as it is now. Uh, it's still the second sort of season slash volume, if you will, um, is, is currently being released, I believe. But it's a comic called Animal Castle. And I never heard of it. I was just kind of scrolling through my app um, that I got through the, through the library. That's kind of how I have it. And they have this one. And it's, I don't know, it looked interesting because it's based off of, it's not based off of Animal Farm, but it's in, it's it's like a... Um, what's the term? It's not literally a sequel, but it's an inspired like, sequel. Like 
Like a successor? It's, it's like kind a of, yeah. Successor kind of thing? Basically, yeah. So it sort of takes the ideas of Animal Farm, obviously, which is a, a very classic, classic novel. Um, and it kind of, like, upscales it. It kind of, like, is making it to a, a whole thing. You know, Animal Farm being how animals start to create this, like, dictatorship, right? The pigs are ruling everybody. Um, and now Animal Castles basically takes place in a world where um, there's a castle. It's been abandoned by humans. So it's just animals. And of course, there's a dictatorship. Um, and there's a, there's a president and he's a bull. And uh, he is kind of a tyrant, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, ruling over all these other people. He has an army of dogs. <laughs> and um, the main character is a cat. Um, pretty much the only cat in this sort of little community that they have going. Uh, most of the community is made up of like, there's like duck skeets, there's rabbits, there's um, like mules, a lot of just, you know, farm animals, right? Stray, stray animals and farm animals, right? Chickens, uh, things like that. So, and the whole series is, is basically just sort of building up to a rebellion, sort of a revolution to sort, sort of break away and call out this tyrant, call out this, uh, they call him the president, right? He's a president, but he's just, you know, basically a king, you know, basically a dictator. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's cool because yeah, it really just obviously is just taking animal farm and just going a step further of the like, well, what comes next? Once you have a dictatorship, the people need to rise up and they need to, and how do they do that? And so it kind of examines that. And obviously it's taking a lot of like real world, uh, inspiration as to when, when these things happen in real life. Cause obviously, um, these things have happened in real life. So it, it's pretty interesting. The art's really nice. I like the art a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't really know what more to say about it. Um, if that sounds interesting to you, I would definitely recommend reading it. I liked Animal Farm a lot, so I definitely like Animal Castle. Um, but yeah, it's cool because the main character, she's just a mom who wants the best for her kids. Uh, and, so, and then she ends up kind of like leading this whole this whole movement, which is pretty cool. So I like that. Yeah. Sounds cool. We will end the podcast there then. Uh, Shelly, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. And LJ? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at LJ the Paladin. Cool. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor. Uh, I actually just posted uh, our last hike. Uh, nice. Doing a hike every month. Isn't super geeky. Nice. Um, super and then I've been posting it online. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Highly recommend. Uh, if you live anywhere where like you can hike within a few hours, hiking's so go good. Hike. Hiking's huge up here. Yeah. P and W. Mm hmm. Well, we we lived in Denver for years and we never really did it. And then uh, now, uh, this last year, I've been really getting into it. It's been a lot of fun. Yay. Probably couldn't do it more than a, once a month. But, I'm yeah. in Louisiana. Uh, that might feel like hiking in hell, depending on when you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that was <laughs> we were ending the podcast, but I will. I'll continue. Uh, we so like this hike. I'm going to use quotations over it because well, you just went to a watering hole that you can literally drive up to. Whoa! And then they have a trail like up the watering hole, like up this kind of stream. And so I hiked up the stream, and it was more of just a walk. And then. Uh, <laughs> um, jumped in the water as soon as we were ready <laughs> um but yeah so you gotta find that kind of stuff in louisiana i guess gator free hopefully yes yeah <laughs> all right um that's at cody over on instagram 
Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye. Peace.